0: Chapter ten of On Our Selection by Steele Rudd This Librivox recording is in the public domain recording by Son of the Exiles Chapter ten Dad and the Donovans A sweltering summer's afternoon a heat that curled and withered the very weeds The corn blades drooping, sulking still, mother and sal ironing mopping their faces with a towel and telling each other how hot it was the dogs stretched across the doorway a child's bonnet on the floor the child out in the sun two horsemen approaching the slip-rails dad had gone down the gully to farmer who had been sick for four days the ploughing was at a standstill in consequence for we only had two draught horses dad erected a shelter over him made of boughs to keep the sun off two or three times a day he cut green stuff for him which the cows ate he humped water to him which he sullenly refused to drink and did all in his power to persuade farmer to get up and go on with the ploughing i don't know if dad knew anything of mesmerism but he used to stand for long intervals dumbly staring the old horse full in the eyes till in a commanding voice he would bid him "Get up." but Farmer lacked the patriotism of the back-block poets. He was obdurate, and not once did he awake, not to mention arise. This afternoon, as Dad approached his dumb patient, he suddenly put down the bucket of water which he was carrying, and ran, shouting angrily. A flock of crows flew away from Farmer, and cawed from a tree close by. Dad was excited, and when he saw that one of the animal's eyes was gone, and a stream of blood trickled over its nose, he sat down and hid his face in his big, rough hands. Caw, caw, came from the tree. Dad rose and looked up. Curse you, you black wretches of hell, he hissed. Caw, caw, caw. He ran towards the tree as though he would hurl it to the ground, and away flew the crows joe arrived well, well was they at him dad dad turned on him trembling with rage oh you son of the devil he commenced you worthless pup you look here do you see that he pointed to the horse didn't i tell you to mind him didn't i yes sniffled joe but anderson's dog had a k- k- kangaroo bailed up damn you be off out of this and dad aimed a block of wood at joe which struck him on the back as he made away but nothing short of two broken legs would stop joe who the next instant had dashed among the corn like an emu into a scrub dad returned to the house foaming and vowing to take the gun and shoot joe down like a wallaby but when he saw two horses hanging up he hesitated and would have gone away again had mother not called out that he was wanted he went in reluctantly Red Donovan and his son Mick were there. Donovan was the publican, butcher, and horse-dealer at the overhaul. He was reputed to be well in, though some said that if everybody had their own, he wouldn't be worth much. He was a glib-tongued Irishman who knew everything, or fondly imagined he did, from the law to horse-surgery. There was money to be made out of selections, he reckoned, if selectors only knew how to make it. The majority, he proclaimed, didn't know enough to get under a tree when it rained as a dealer he was a hard nut never giving more than a tenner for a twenty-pound beast or selling a ten-pound one for less than twenty pounds and few knew donovan better than did dad or had been taken in by him oftener but on this occasion dad was in no easy or benevolent frame of mind he sat down and they talked of crops and the weather and beat about the bush until donovan said have you any fat steers to sell dad hadn't but he added i can sell your horse which one asked donovan for he knew the horses as well as dad did perhaps better the bay farmer how much seven pounds now farmer was worth fourteen pounds if worth a shilling that is before he took sick and donovan knew it well Seven, he repeated ponderingly. Give you six. Never before did Dad show himself such an expert in dissimulation. He shook his head knowingly and inquired of Donovan if he would take the horse for nothing. Split the difference then. Make it six-ten. Dad rose and looked out the window. There he is now, he remarked sadly. In the gully there. Well, what's it to be, six ten or nothing? Renewed Donovan. All right then, Dad replied demurely. Take him. The money was paid there and then, and the receipts drawn up. Then, saying that Mick would come for the horse on the day following, and after offering a little gratuitous advice on seed wheat and pig sticking, the Donovans left. Mick came the next day, and Dad showed him Farmer under the bushes. He wasn't dead, because when Joe sat on him, he moved. There he is, said Dad, grinning. Mick remained seated on his horse, bewildered-looking, staring first at Farmer, then at Dad. Well, Dad remarked, still grinning. Then Mick spoke feelingly. You swindling old crawler, he said, and galloped away. It was well for him he got a good start. For long after that, we turned the horses and cows into the little paddock at night, and if ever the dog barked, Dad would jump up and go out in his shirt. We put them back into the paddock again, and the first night they were there two cows got out and went away, taking with them the chain that fastened the slip rails. We never saw or heard of them again, but Dad treasured them in his heart. Often when he was thoughtful, he would ponder out plans for getting even with the Donovans. We knew it was the Donovans, and fate seemed to be of Dad's mind, for the Donovans got into trouble and were reported to be doing time. That pleased Dad, but the vengeance was a little vague. He would have liked a finger in the pie himself. Four years passed. It was after supper, and we were all husking corn in the barn. Old Anderson and young Tom Anderson and Mrs. Maloney were helping us. We were to assist them the following week. The barn was illuminated by fat lamps, which made the spiders in the rafters uneasy and disturbed the slumbers of a few fowls that for months had insisted on roosting on the crossboom. Mrs. Maloney was arguing with Anderson. She was claiming to have husked two cobs to his one, when the dogs started barking savagely. Dad crawled from beneath a heap of husks and went out the night was dark he bade the dogs lie down they barked louder damn you lie down he roared they shut up then a voice from the darkness said that you mr rudd dad failed to recognize it and went to the fence where the visitor was he remained there talking for fully half an hour then he returned and said it was young donovan 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 exclaimed anderson and mother and mrs maloney and joe echoed mcdonovan they were surprised he's none too welcome said anderson thinking of his horses and cows mother agreed with him while mrs maloney repeated over and over again that she was always under the impression that mcdonovan was in jail along with his bad old father dad was uncommunicative there was something on his mind he waited till the company had gone, then consulted with Dave. They were outside in the dark and leant on the dray. Dad said in a low voice, He's come a hundred mile today and his horse is dead beat, and he wants one to take him to Back Creek tomorrow and leave this one in his place. What do you think? Dave seemed to think a great deal, for he said nothing. Now, continued Dad, it's me opinion the horse isn't ease. It's one he's shook, and I've an idea. Then he proceeded to instruct Dave in the idea. A while later, he called Joe and drilled him in the idea. That night, young Donovan stayed at Shingle Hut. In the morning, Dad was very affable. He asked Donovan to come and show him his horse, as he must see it before thinking of exchanging. They proceeded to the paddock together the horse was standing under a tree tired-looking dad stood and looked at donovan for fully half a minute without speaking why damn it he exclaimed at last that's me own horse you don't mean so help me old bess's foal donovan told him he was making a mistake mistake be hanged replied dad walking round the animal not much of a mistake about him just here dave appeared as was proper do you know this horse dad asked him yes of course he answered surprisedly with his eyes open wide bess's foal of course it is there you are said dad grinning triumphantly donovan seemed uneasy joe in his turn appeared dad put the same question to him of course joe knew bess's foal the one that got stole there was a silence now said Dad, looking very grave, "What have you got to say? Who'd you get him off? Show us your receipt." Donovan had nothing to say; he preferred to be silent. Then Dad went on, "Clear out of this as fast as you can, and think yourself lucky." He cleared, but on foot. Dad gazed after him, and as he left the paddock, said, "One too many for you that time, Mick Donovan." Then to Dave, who was still looking at the horse. He's a stolen one right enough, but he's a beauty and will keep him. And if the owner, ever comes for him well, if he is the owner, he can have him, that's all. We had the horse for 18 months and more. One day Dad rode him to town. He was no sooner there than a man came up and claimed him. Dad objected. The man went off and brought a policeman. All right, Dad said. Take him. The policeman took him. He took Dad too, the lawyer got Dad off, but it cost us five bags of potatoes. Dad didn't grudge them for he reckoned we'd had value, besides he was even with the Donovans for the two cows. End of chapter Ten. Recording by Son of the Exiles.